How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Dad Tired Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Lopes. Join me every Monday as we dive into what it looks like to be men who fall in love with Jesus and help our families do the same. You can learn more about our books, resources, conferences, and even online community by going to dadtired.com. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dad Tired Show. So glad that you're hanging out with us today. Uh, if you just stumbled upon the podcast, we're glad that you're here, man. We're just a group of guys who are trying to figure out what it looks like for us to personally fall in love with Jesus and to lead our families well, to point towards Him. And uh, and if you feel like you have really no clue how to do that or like what that even looks like, we have a book. It's a free ebook where you can just get 10 practical ways to start pointing your family to Jesus today. Um, I know it's intimidating and most guys don't know where to begin and most guys didn't grow up with any example of what this looks like. So if you, if that's you, if you just feel like stuck on what it would look like to be the spiritual leader of your house, go to dadtire.com forward slash free book. And then you can, uh, start reading that book. It's, it's quick and easy read. You'll, you'll be able to bust through in about 30 minutes and, uh, and gives you some very practical things to start leading your family to Jesus like right away. So anyway, we're happy that you're here. Um, a lot of you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, and you may not have known this, um, uh, but we are a nonprofit organization. And uh, and so one of the ways that we primarily like support and fund our ministry is through conferences. It's a big piece of how we generate income as a ministry. And uh, obviously with COVID-19, uh, and the pandemic uh, and all the things getting locked down, we have not been able to do any conferences. We've actually canceled between conferences and then just me going out and speaking to try to generate uh, income for the ministry. We've we've lost about a dozen uh, events or speaking engagements or conferences. And so we've kind of been hit hard as a ministry. I've been hesitant to bring that up because we're all dealing with a pandemic in some shape or form. And I know a lot of you guys have lost jobs and things like that. But the reason I want, I just felt pressed to like throw that out there because some of you, um, you haven't been hit and you really love the ministry and you've been fortunate enough to, to be fine. And maybe God is laying on your heart to help us out and help the ministry out and just help keep us supported. If that's you, man, uh, and you believe in what we're doing to try to equip men to lead their family well, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, again, we are a nonprofit ministry. And so your donations are tax deductible. You can write that off at the end of the year. And it also just helps us continue to point men towards Jesus. I suck, honestly, at bringing to your guys' attention all the ways that like we are helping men lead their family well. I get emails, honestly, and I'm not exaggerating, daily, um, sometimes multiple times a day of guys who just feel like their lives are completely changed, who feel more equipped, who are stumbling their way towards spiritual leadership. And um, and they're doing it because of the Dad Tired Ministry, the community, the resources that we have. And uh, I need to be better at just like putting that in front of you so you can see how many other guys are really feeling more confident because of this stuff. Um, but that being said, it really does. Like, I, I think we are making a dent in the uh, in the world for the kingdom of God. And so if you just feel at all pressed to help support us and what we're doing and you believe in what we're doing, you can go to dadtire.com forward slash give. It would be helpful. It helps us continue to press forward and to equip more men. So uh, yeah, today's episode, I'm excited to dive in. We're going to be talking about what it looks like to lead your family to places where you've personally been. We've all been in situations where you could tell that the person that's trying to lead you hasn't actually experienced what they're trying to teach you. I remember I had a basketball coach once and I, we got about two basketball practices in and I'm like, 
I don't think this dude's ever actually played basketball. And in my eighth grade uh, stupidity, I just straight up asked him, you know, with like no tact. I'm like, hey, man, have you ever, were you ever, did you ever play basketball? And he's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I realized like, oh man, this guy's trying to teach me about something that he's never experienced himself. And so that's what I want to talk about for us as dads. Like, man, I don't want to be dads who try to lead our kids towards something that we've never experienced ourselves. So I'm going to dive into very practically what I mean by that in just a few minutes. But before we do, I want to thank my friends over at Relay for sponsoring this episode. I've talked to you about them before. I've posted on our social media channels and in the Facebook group before, but I don't want my kids to have cell phones. They're too young to have cell phones right now, but I do want to keep tabs on them. Like I want to know where they are and I don't want to be overshadowing or shadowing them the whole time. Uh, so my kids are old enough that they can go to the park across the street by themselves. And I don't want to like just have to sit there and stare at them as they go on a slide or go on the swing or whatever. And so uh, I want to be able to keep track of them, but don't want them to have a cell phone. And I, I remember I was just looking for good products that would help me do that. And I found this company that made this product called Relay, which is essentially a walkie-talkie. And uh, you it's not connected by like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. You can use it anywhere around the country. So your grandparents or their grandparents, family members or whatever can get in touch with them. It's a really cool little device that can attach their arm. It can go around their neck like a, uh, like a necklace. Um, but essentially I can use my phone to talk to them like a walkie talkie. They'll hear the message. They can press a button. There are no screens. There's no like internet connection that they have. They can play around on and surf the internet. It's literally just a big button. They press, they talk back like a walkie talkie. It, It shows up on my phone and we can go back and forth. And then I can always through my phone, check the GPS and see where they are. They can send me alerts. It's a fantastic device. If you want to keep in touch with your kids and kind of keep tabs on what they're doing and just stay in touch with them without having to watch their every move, but you just don't feel like they're old enough to have a cell phone yet. Um, So anyway, I can't recommend it highly enough. I have it. I, we use it honestly, probably every day uh, when our kids go out and ride bikes or whatever. So I love the product. I'm a big fan of it. You can get one for 20% off if you go to RelayGo.com forward slash dad tired. Again, that's Relay, R-E-L-A-Y-G-O, RelayGo.com forward slash dad tired. They'll hook you up with the promo code. That being said, let's dive into today's episode. pretty sure I, I haven't told you guys this story. I, I mentioned it a little bit in the Dad Tired book, but I don't think I've ever talked about this story on the podcast. But when I was growing up, uh, I had some wisdom teeth. I had really bad teeth growing up. In fact, my orthodontist used the mold of my mouth to like prove to all the other patients that he could basically fix the worst of teeth. So... <laughs> Uh, he asked me permission. He's like, Hey Jared, would you mind if I like, I'm going to do a new segment and I'm going to be talking about how basically awesome I am. And can I use your mold of your mouth to prove <laughs> at the time? I was like, yeah, well, I don't know what that means, but that's fine. In hindsight, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm, I was like his worst patient. Anyway, that's a tangent. Um, but I had, I had really messed up teeth overcrowded and all this stuff. And so I had some teeth that needed to be pulled out, some wisdom teeth that needed to be pulled out. They were just some of the teeth that were too crowded in there. And I just kept pushing it off. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I kept telling my mom, like, I'll do it later. Can we do it later? And I just kept pushing it off. I have a reputation of doing this. I procrastinate. I try to put put off hard things. I'm trying to get better at that. But anyway, so I, I had these teeth that need to get pulled out. Finally, 
as a married adult man, uh, my teeth are starting to like have pain. And so I have to get them pulled out. I go to the dentist and they say, you know, you know I had scheduled an appointment to get my wisdom teeth pulled out. And so I get there and I'm ready to do the surgery finally after all these years. And the, the dental assistant comes in and she just hands me like a little, you know, like a, like a bib or like apron or something to put over me. So, you know, my, my clothes don't get a messy or wet or whatever from the from the procedure. And so she leaves the room and the, the month before this, like just very recently before I had gone in for this wisdom teeth, I'd actually had my appendix removed. And during the appendix, obviously when you have that kind of surgery, you have to like strip down and put on the gown and then they do their surgery or whatever. So I felt like in those, like I knew I was prepared for this surgery, uh, of my wisdom teeth. And so when I, when she hands me this gown, she leaves the room. I, for whatever reason, dude, I like, which just wasn't thinking I stripped totally naked, just down to my underwear. And I put this like a little apron on this like bib over me and she comes in and I'm in my underwear and a bib and she's like, Oh, and I could tell immediately when she looked at me, she's like, I like I've made, I had realized I had made a terrible decision and the wrong one. And she's like, Oh, sir, uh, you can keep your pants on. This is just, uh, we're just going to be working on your teeth today. (laughs) Oh man. It was so embarrassing. I'm like, no, I know. I know. Obviously I was just, you know, I'm prepared for the worst. I was just trying to like make jokes and it was, I was really, really embarrassing. Uh, uh, so I pull up my pants and I'm just like, you know, put me under please. So I don't have to deal with this embarrassment. Uh, the point of that story is I had put something off for so long. Like I'd put it off for years and years and years. And finally I find myself in a dentist office with my pants down, looking like a friggin' idiot. Um, and I should have just taken care of this probably much more maturely as a eight year old back in the day than now being a grown man with my pants down at the dentist. And the reason I tell you this uh, is because I think there are a lot of times, man, in our lives, for a lot of us, we just keep putting things off, putting things off, putting things off. And we just keep thinking like, I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. And then eventually we find ourselves, you know, in a situation where our pants are down and we look like idiots, hopefully, maybe not literally. Uh, but we just, you know, we, we, we've, it's caught up to us. And uh, obviously I'm being somewhat facetious and, and, you know, kind of silly about that, but there are actually things uh, even to this day in my life that I've had to deal with as a grown man that I'm like, man, I probably should have dealt with that years ago. And uh, on, on a serious note, like for a lot of you guys, I think that there are things that you guys are dealing with this. In fact, I know there are because I, I get messages and I get text messages and I, I have friends who are now dealing with stuff in their marriage, um, specifically in their marriage and in their manhood where they're, it's like, man, this is stuff that has caught up to me because I, I, I just put it off and I put it off and I put it off and finally it caught up and now I'm dealing with something really hurtful or I've hurt my wife or I've hurt my kids or uh, if I don't deal with this, you know, I'm going to get to the spot where it actually is going to hurt my wife and hurt my kids. And I think just there are a lot of dudes listening right now who many of you are dealing with this like deep internal shame of stuff that you've been like hiding or that you've, you just haven't revealed to anybody else. And you haven't, that's been this thorn in your side for years, maybe decades. And you've just kind of convinced yourself, man, I'll just, I'll deal with this later. Now's not a good time. I'll, I'll put this off until some, a better time. 
And uh, I'm just afraid, ma'am, for you, for all of us, that if you keep putting it off, like you're going to find yourself in a situation where uh, it's exploded and it, it, it's just kind of it, it pent up, pent up, pent up. And all of a sudden, what could have been dealt with on a really small level has turned into something huge that might destroy your marriage or your integrity or your reputation or whatever. And dude, I'm just like, I guess I just felt compelled um, this week in particular uh, as your like friend from afar, as your brother, just to like tell you, dude, like now's the time to deal with it. Um, and and even though you feel like that, there's this deep sense of shame, which always shame always leads to hiding. Um, it it always leads to hiding. There there's always hurt in the hiding, and uh, and there's never healing in the hiding. And yet our shame will lead us to hide. It's from the very first pages of Scripture. We see this in Adam and Eve when they're when they sin, and then all of a sudden they hide. And we've been hiding ever since. Like I've talked about this a ton, but we as men we just hide. And I think there are a lot of men right now who are hiding. And one thing that should bring a little bit of like trepidation and trepidation in us is like in Luke twelve when Jesus says, you know, what whatever's done in secret will come to light. Like whatever's talked about privately and behind closed doors, basically whatever's done, what you thought in darkness, it will be brought to light. And we read verses like that and we're like, oh crap. Like something. I remember the first time I heard that verse, I was in high school and I was just living a life of sin, man, and just far from God. And I was hiding and I read a verse like that and it just scared the crud out of me because I'm like, oh my gosh, like God's going to reveal all this. Like he's going to just expose me and make me look like an idiot. And, uh, and I've, I've learned like as, as God's maturing me and he's fathering me and he's helping me grow up as a man. Um, one thing I've learned is that that's, that's because God's gracious, dude. Like God is all about your good and his glory. And so when he talks about like revealing this stuff, uh, and to bringing it to light, it's not because he wants to embarrass you or shame you. It's because he just, he knows that your hiding is not best and you know that, bro, like, you know, that in your hiding and the stuff that you've kind of kept in secret, whether big or small, um, you know, that it's, you're not thriving, dude. Like you're, you're, you're not thriving. You're not, you're not being the best version of what God has for you. And so God will allow you to be exposed so that he can bring out the best and like what he has for you. He wants you to experience healing and goodness. And he wants all of that for his glory to show off. Like, look what I can do. I can take broken and messy things and I can make them beautiful. And God is gracious. Like he gives you time to kind of reveal that, uh, and your uh, reveal that on your own. And like we, we read verses like, where James says, uh, if we confess our sins to one another, we might find healing. And I've always said there's a lot of guys who are experiencing forgiveness. Like you've confessed your sins to God maybe over and over and over again, and yet you still feel like there's something, a thorn in your side. And I think that's because we've confessed it to God and we're forgiven, but we haven't confessed it to another person. And because of that, we haven't actually experienced healing. And I think God just, again, not to embarrass you, not to like shame you, not to throw you out in front of everyone and say, look at this guy, look how messed up he is. But he really, he so desperately wants best for you. And he knows best for you is when your life is fully lived out in the light. And so he just says like, I'm, I'll bring it to light for your good and for my glory. And so I guess, man, my heart, like the, the, the thing that I want to really press on you today is 
dude, if you have something that you're, you've been putting off that you just keep shoving down and you're, and you're hiding and you just keep pushing it down and you're like, I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. Bro, I just encourage you, man. Don't let it get to the spot where it like you, it's going to ruin your marriage. It's going to, it's going to deeply wound your kids. Like, don't let it get to that spot, man. Like bring it up to the, into the light. And so I, here's what I'm, I'm not saying to you right now, like, all right, dude, you just need, like, you need to check yourself into rehab or you need to go set up all these counseling appointments and you need to like do like some major thing. I Maybe, <laughs> maybe there may, you know, you better than I know you, right? Like there may be some stuff in there that's like, oh man, this is some heavy, big stuff. And I, maybe I do need to go check into rehab. And I, you know, I say that laughing, but I mean, dude, dead serious. Like if that's you do it, bro, like just do it for the sake of your kids, for the sake of your wife. But for most guys, like you I'm not talking even that big. Maybe that's your story, but maybe, maybe dude, here, here's what I would just suggest where you start. Will you just text one friend today? Just text one friend who you love, who you trust. Ideally, if they know Jesus and they're following Jesus and, and, they, and they understand like your values and your principles and the life that you're trying to get after, just text one dude and be like, Hey man, I'm struggling, bro. Like I, I know I've never told you this, uh, but I'm really hurting. And dude, I, I literally got that text today, this morning from a guy who said, I've never told anybody this, uh, but I just need to tell you, man, I'm struggling. And dude, it's no guy, especially you find the right dude is going to be like, what the heck, bro? Like, no way you are a piece of junk. Like, I can't believe that. I've never, every dude who gets that text is going to, especially, and you're going to pick the right guy. But most of the guys who gets that text are just be like, bro, I'm here for you. Maybe I don't even know what to say or what to do. I don't even know what the answer is, but I'm grateful you shared that with me. I've been in a similar place. I'm going to walk you through this, like whatever it looks like, even if it just means I'm listening, I'm processing with you as much as you need me to process. I'll check in with you as much as I need to check in with you. Like, dude, that's going to be more than likely the response of the dude that, of the friend that you text that to. And so, man, this is my challenge to you today. Again, it may not be something major like rehab or deep counseling. Maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe you know you need to get to that. But at the very least, will you just have the guts, man, to text one friend and just to say, I'm struggling? Because here's the deal. And this is the point that I'm trying to make. And this is what's like really deeply on my heart. As spiritual leaders, our role is to bring hope and healing to everyone around us. That's your role, dude. God wants to use you to bring hope and healing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We're not just trying to survive. We're not trying to fake it till we make it. We're not just trying to, you know, hide until we die. That's not our role as a leader, bro. You are called to be a leader so that you bring hope and healing to everyone around you. You bring hope and healing to your wife, to your kids, to your neighbors, to your community, to your coworkers everyone around you. God wants to use you to bring hope and healing. And you cannot do that if you have not actually experienced hope and healing yourself. Dude, I had a basketball coach that was trying to teach me a layup. The dude's never made a layup in his life. And you can't tell your kids about the hope and the healing and the restoration of Jesus if you have not experienced yourself. You can't lead your kids to where you haven't been. And the crazy thing is, man, when you actually step into hope and healing and restoration and you actually start to get glimmers of like the gospel actually changing your life today, 
like him taking broken things today, not just like a one day I pray to prayer so I can go to heaven, but God invading your life in the broken areas today. When you start to experience that, you will be amazed at how people start to be drawn near to you. Dude, when I'm in healthy spots, people just start reaching out to me. Hey, Jared, I just need to feel like, I just felt like I needed to like tell you this or share this with you or just, I just, I want your help on this. I just want to confess this to you or whatever, dude. And, and it's crazy how much that happens when I'm in a healthy place. And it's crazy how much it doesn't happen when I'm not in a healthy place. And I don't understand all the dynamics of that and all the spiritual things that are happening there. But I just know that when I am in a healthier place and I'm following Jesus and I'm confessing sin and I'm going after things that I feel like God's calling me to, like people seem drawn to the spirit inside of you. And that would be true of you, man. Like when you start to step into healing, watch how you start to become a better spiritual leader for your family. Watch how you and your wife's relationship starts to change, how your kids start to feel more um, at ease and, and safe to confess their sins to you, to come to you when they're hurting and when they have questions. Watch how your friends start to reach out to you because the spirit of God starts to look more alive in you. And, uh, and fruit, as the Bible says, just starts to produce, right? Like you just, you're a good, you're a tree that's starting to produce good fruit. And so, dude, I just, let's not be dads who try to tell our kids about Jesus and try to tell them about the restoration and the hope. And yet we've never actually experienced ourselves, dude. We don't want to be frauds. We don't want to be the frauds. Um, and so that's my prayer for you, man. Just would you please, if, if anything, I know this is hard. I, I know like down to my bones, what I'm asking you to do is not easy. In fact, the, what's happening for a lot of you right now is your heart rate is higher. Your blood pressure just raised a little bit and you're like, no, today is not a good day. You're pushing it away again and you're pushing it away again. And I'm just trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to do this to just text one friend and say, Hey man, I'm str- that's all I'm asking you to do. Just text one friend and tell him, Hey man, I'm struggling. I just wanted to tell you that I'm struggling. And maybe if you could check in with me, because here's the thing, you know, what leads people to repentance as the, as the scriptures say, it's not God's wrath. It's not God being so mad at you. It's not God trying to embarrass you in front of everyone. It's not God trying to blow up your marriage or your reputation or your role as a father. You know what leads to repentance as the scriptures say, it's God's kindness. Dude, God loves you deeply. He is kind towards you. He is for you. He's not against you. He wants everything for your good and for his glory. And so when you when you start to bring this stuff up to into the light, when you step out, dude, it's for your healing. It's for the sake of your reputation for your kids, for your generations of and legacies for your kids and your family and your marriage. It's not just about you trying to get by and survive until you die, dude. It's about you leaving a legacy that's healthy, that you're an old man who looks back with no regrets, who says, I, I have a lot of scars and a lot of bumps and a lot of things where I, mistakes that I made, but man, I feel healthy. Maybe my body is failing, but my soul feels healthy and restored and healed. And dude, you will pass that on to your kids. You will pass that on to the people around you. It's worth it. And again, all I'm asking you today is just to send one text to a trusted friend and say, man, I'm struggling and I just feel like I need to tell someone. And then just watch how God starts to heal. I hope that's helpful for you, man. Let's not be dads who try to lead places where we haven't been personally. I love you guys. 
Again, I hope that's helpful for you. If this podcast is helpful, do you just pass it on to one friend? Just like just send the share button to one friend. It just it allows our community to grow. And what what it does is it gets more and more guys who believe in this kind of stuff. Dude, it's easy to find guys who watch a game with you, even though we don't have any sports during this pandemic. Uh, but it's easy to find guys who will, you know, go to the gun range with you or hit some golf balls with you or watch a game or whatever. It's hard to find guys who are serious about this stuff. And so we're just trying to grow a community, a movement of men who take this stuff seriously. So if you think this stuff is helpful, maybe it might be helpful for another guy that you know, shoot it to him so we can have more guys around us that are pointing us to Jesus. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Later.